Evangelizing Catholic Culture, New Vision for the New Creation is a call for spiritual renewal within the Catholic Church. There's a generation of people searching for authentic purpose in their lives who desire to serve the proclamation of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and live a rich life of personal holiness. This is an exciting challenge to those who desire to live a deep and rich Christian way of life. Written by Father David Tickerhoof, T-O-R, you are sure to be inspired. Sold on Amazon, in print, and on Kindle. Welcome to the Evangelizing Catholic Culture podcast show with your host, Father David Tickerhoof, T-O-R. Father David is a retired priest currently ministering in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at Our Lady Queen of Peace House of Evangelization. You can find the show notes for each episode on the podcast website, evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com. The teachings in this podcast are the thoughts and prayers of Father Tickerhoof and are based upon his good standing in the Catholic Church. And now, here's your host, Father David. You can find today's show notes, episode 22 at evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com. Look for the episode, The Seventh Word of Jesus on the Cross. And now, Here's Father David. Good morning to everyone. Uh, I'm wishing you well, and I'm wishing you a prayerful strengthening in the grace of the Lord during this uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic. And uh, we're all surviving in different ways. We're all having a hard time, and everybody's in shutdown and shut in. Can't go anywhere. And so I'm going to take that into consideration. What I'm going to speak about this morning is the seventh word of Jesus on the cross and the fulfillment of all that he has accomplished. And we, we read in Luke's gospel, chapter 23, verse 46, Father, into your hand I commend my spirit. And then he bows his head and he dies. When he dies, there is a darkness that covers the whole earth, in a sense, an eclipse of the sun. And the second thing is that the the beautiful veil in the temple is torn into two. And Jesus says right before he dies, I have accomplished all things. In the book of Revelations, we read, Behold, I make all things new. Revelations chapter 21, 5. Behold, I make all things new. Do you see it? Do you see it? And the goal here for Jesus is to draw us with him in the fullness of what he has accomplished in his death, his resurrection, and the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, the the, the Paschal mystery. On Easter Sunday morning, Mary comes to the tomb looking to do some anointing of the body. She finds the the tomb miraculously open. The stone is rolled away. But she looks in and the body is gone. And she is traumatized by this and knows not what to do. And finally she hears behind her Mary. As soon as she hears 
the, her name, Mary, she knows it's Jesus. And Jesus reveals himself, but he says, do not touch me because I have not yet ascended to my father and your father, etc. And then he, uh, what happens is he goes in a, in a special way into, into a new reunion with the father that he was not experiencing on earth. And in this uh, reunion, he completes all that he has in what we call the Paschal Mystery. This is early in the morning on Easter Sunday morning. Now, Easter Sunday night, they're all gathered in the upper room. The two disciples are back from Emmaus. Mary Magdalene's there. Others are there. Uh, And they're all there. And Jesus appears Easter Sunday night. And he appears to them. And what he does, he shows them, first of all, his wounds. His, the wounds in his hand and in his side. So the, the power of the cross is this reality of, of those wounds. And in the, it's everything that we experience in union with Jesus is centered in the power of the cross. And when we experience the graces of the Paschal mystery, the death, the resurrection, and the sending of the Spirit, the, the Pentecostal Spirit, It's all centered through the power of the cross. Jesus' consecrated gift of his sacrificial love, the threefold power of the Paschal mystery, the power of the cross, the power of the resurrection, and the power and gifts of the Spirit is the fullness of the Paschal mystery. We find this episode of Jesus' Easter Sunday night in John chapter 20, verses 19 to 23. And so we ask ourselves, as we look at this reality, we, we want to experience uh, in a very special way, what does it mean to experience the power of the cross? Like some say that every time we celebrate the Eucharist, what happens is we experience the mystical extension of Jesus' crucifixion. Every time we experience and celebrate the Eucharist, it's centered in the power of the cross. And then we experience, in the cross, we experience the glory of his resurrection, the splendid glory of his resurrection, and the fullness of the Spirit. So the fullness of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. This makes up the Paschal mystery. And in the early days of the renewal, the spiritual renewal, What happened to us in those days was the focus was on the Holy Spirit, and rightly so. And the Spirit led many to a deeper personal relationship with Jesus, understanding what it means to experience the glory of the resurrection, understanding what it means to have a refreshing, renewed Pentecostal spirit, and an understanding of the the gifts of the Spirit in those early days. And yet at the same time, as we experience this as the fullness of the Paschal mystery, many people haven't reached that stage where they understand how to bring about in their personal lives this experience. Well, how we could describe it is this way. We may be good Christians or we may be good Catholics, but at some point we have to Uh, move away from just being ordinary, regular, down-to-earth Catholics 
and move into what I would call the mystical dimension of the Christian life. That we, in a sense, we become mystical Christians. What does that mean? Mystical, the word means the direct infusion of the power of grace in our personal lives, in the life of the community, the church had even extended to the world. So the Paschal mystery is the center of this. When we experience this, we move into a new and complete relationship with the Lord. In this crucifixion of Jesus, in his last word, the darkness came on the whole earth. Recently, uh, what has emerged is a concern about the three days of darkness. The three days of darkness. Back in the early days of the spiritual renewal, some 35, 40 years ago, this surfaced. And what people did is they ran out and bought candles and they bought special food. And the darkness was uh, to do this. It was to be so dark you could hardly see anything in front of you. And what at the same time you would receive a deep spiritual revelation and enlightenment of all your sinfulness and this was supposed to lead to a deep spirit-filled grace-filled repentance well those three days of darkness never took place they passed and the things didn't happen and uh, they were uh, so specified Uh, then uh, what what they didn't what was not realized was the fact that in these kinds of things with apocalyptic prophecy, you have stages of fulfillment. And and so when we immediately make a a literal interpretation and it doesn't happen, we we become discouraged. And we say, well, why didn't this happen? But the reality is that there are stages of fulfillment. And now we are experiencing with the human community, the the, the coronavirus pandemic And there's all kinds of things happening. Our life is going to change in a drastic way in the future. And there is a tremendous purification going on. I'm I'm remembering particularly on television, on the news, uh, one night the, the description of this family, who the matriarch of the family from New Jersey died of the, the coronavirus not knowing that her two of her children had also died of the corona. It was a very touching, very, very sad and uh, tragic situation. And we see this purification going on across the whole human community. Why? Because of how we have strayed in our sinfulness, how we have lost our attraction for God, how we have taken the place of God and made made all kinds of moral decisions. Uh, Just since 1973, uh, it's been okay in this country to kill babies. And then just recently in Italy, in Spain, and in Canada for six years, they have been practicing uh, euthanasia and putting people to death because they're suffering from pain or because it's the end of their life and they want to do this. This opens the door to all kinds of forms of suicide that could eventually uh, be taken. All these things are okay. In our country, there are groups that are planning to to really try to develop this, uh, this uh, concept of euthanasia. We can go on and on and we can see so many things in the world in all the different countries that have happened. 
And, and so there is a, a definitely a darkness happening at this point. Many people have been praying. Many people have been praying that God does something, that God really brings about something. And as Pope Francis talked about, that the planet is now paying back the things that we have done to the planet, but even more so, the things, the sin where we have abandoned God's ways of how he wants us to live as a human community and as a church community, following the commands of the Lord for our benefit and following the beautiful beatitudes for spiritual, deep spiritual uh, transformation and holiness of life. And so now what we're seeing is the need to really develop uh, the, the, the spiritual principles of, of the Paschal mystery so that we are consciously drawn into a deep immersion in God through Jesus and the work of the Spirit to understand what it means to live through the power of the cross, to experience the glory and the splendid reality of the resurrection and to immerse ourselves into the Pentecostal experience in an ever deepening way and the practical use of the gifts to experience the life of the spirit that we have. And so as we approach this feast of the Paschal mystery, we recognize that Jesus is allowing things to happen Jesus is working in our hearts with a beautiful, beautiful grace of mercy and purification. And th this is a very difficult time. But out of it, what we should see is the, the, the merciful reality of God. So we have to, in addition to accepting the fact that God has done, even up to this point, wonderful things in our life, we can all witness to that. But also, witness to the fact that we need to participate. We need to take an active participation with God. And I think the best way, or one of the best ways, because there's a number of ways we could do this, one of the best ways we ask ourselves, what's the plan? I think the plan for us and the intention of the Lord is to help us develop a deeper spirituality within the church, within our lives, within our families, within the human community, a deeper spirituality where we experience these graces of the Paschal mystery in a transforming way so that we are directly connected to the human and divine love of Jesus, moving more into the mystical experience of the presence of God's love in our hearts, no matter what goes on in our lives. So as far as the days of darkness, even though I was bringing this to conclusion, the days of darkness, I did a little bit of a study on it, and I listened to a tape that they said Padre Pio talked about it, and there was these tragic things, the, the dimensions of us being unfaithful, what Padre Pio talked about, but he never mentioned the, the, in the tape that I heard, the three days of darkness. Uh, I think that this three days of darkness, we are this involvement with this purification of the coronavirus is definitely an aspect of the three days of darkness. But we need to stay open to the spiritual understanding and open, seeing 
the weaknesses and sins so that we can do life-giving, spirit-filled, grace-filled, love-filled transformation of our lives and asking God's forgiveness and moving forward, not just individually, but as, as a community and as a world community and as definitely in the church. I'd like to finish by saying four basic ways in which I think we could look at this and see if God is giving us any guidance. First of all, I think we really need to look at getting free from excessive materialism and the mindset and the lifestyle of materialism, which brings the darkness that is the darkness that brings death rather than life. Secondly, I think leaders in our country, in the church, really need to spell out specifically the, the, the Christian and Catholic morality of these ethical questions that are confusing people's mind. From the point of abortion, clear to the kind of researches that are doing, using of babies that are aborted, and all kinds of things that are just terrible things. And our people deserve to know what the truth is and what the morality is of these situations. And that responsibility lies at the feet of the religious leaders of our Catholic Church. The third area is we honestly need to look at our personal areas of our life and see the things that God is giving us, the grace and the love and the spirit to change so that we may grow together in holiness of life. And the last area in the conclusion is that we need to practice being penitent, merciful penitence, because that's the solution, I think, or that's at least one of the solutions, being merciful penitence and developing the merciful penitent spirituality and relate to others with tender love and kindness and doing the kinds of things that will bring about the goodness of God. So, brothers and sisters, may we pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for these times of purification. We thank you for your love. We thank you, Father, for revealing Jesus and for drawing us to abide in your heart. And we thank you for one, joining us to your oneness with Jesus and Jesus' oneness with you in the Spirit. And we thank and we ask that you bless us and bless all our families and all that everybody's going through, especially those that are suffering from so many different ways in this pandemic that we are experiencing. And we pray this prayer to you, dear Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. The opinions on this broadcast are those of Father Tickerhoof. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast, and please share this podcast with a friend. And to contact Father David, email him at frdavidjt at gmail.com. And be sure to leave Father a star rating on any podcast app. You can find more information about Father David on evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com.